Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. If you're wondering if you're ready to hire a salon apprentice, or more importantly, is your business ready? then you'll love this episode. So your salon is busy. It's so busy that you feel you can't catch up with yourself. At peak times, your senior stylists or therapists are booked up weeks in advance. And as a result, you have to turn away clients that you simply can't fit them in. And that's money walking out the door. Hiring another senior stylist or therapist will take the pressure off the rest of the team and grow. That would be perfect but it feels like it's near impossible right now. I know that when you put an ad out to grow your team, often it's nothing but crickets. So should we just wait? Or should we consider hiring an apprentice and training them up instead? Well, I believe in 2023 and beyond, we have to adopt an and strategy, not or thinking. The answer is you have to do both, an apprentice growth program and hire and recruit already qualified people. But I know you're thinking, well, Larissa, training an apprentice is time consuming. Where can I find the time and the energy to train someone completely new, especially when things are already hectic? Is it worth the time and the effort? And that's why I want to share with you the secret to knowing when you're ready to hire an apprentice and if it's worth your trouble. I want to share an inside sneak peek into a recent call I had with a few owners on exactly this topic. Now, I've never done this before, but I'm going to share with you a snippet from my Salon Mastery coaching call with some amazing owners, along with success coach Amy. Not only does this give you a taste, I guess, of what it's like to be inside of Salon Mastery, but we solve a few challenges when it comes to staffing your salon so your business can actually grow. Salon mastery success coach Amy she first addresses the question am I ready for a salon apprentice let's dive in I know you're gonna love it Alrighty, both of you had the question you have a gap and you want to recruit um but you're not sure if I guess money allows space allows whether it's the right time and what are your steps to recruit those positions um would you say that's right you you have a space that you want to recruit but you're not sure if you've got the because they're not income generating not sure if you've got the profit to do that just yet yeah i've got a young lady that's who who's um doing some online courses and beauty and they're kind of like six weekly blocks and she's reached out and done a bit of work experience with us and she really like would like to be involved in the industry and was requested if we would be open to take on on an apprentice so it wasn't something that i was thinking about but we struggled for about six months to get our last therapist so i'm just wondering Larissa's always saying plan ahead. So I know um, like last week I had three of my five, including myself, five girls. There was only two of us carrying a majority of last week. So that was a real struggle. So I'm just wondering, is my business ready? I don't think I'm ready, but, you know, if my business is ready, I'm going to have to make myself ready. But, yeah, I just want to know if we're in that position. 
Yeah, nice. Good question. Let's talk about The Apprentice first and then just hop over to you and talk about your receptionist. Because um, I guess similar steps, um, but different ways of looking at it. The first thing I would look at, so have you had an apprentice before or is going into an apprentice space a brand new thing for you? We've had three in the past, but I okay. haven't had one for probably the last three years. Yeah. Nice. And what sort of level um, is this potential person that you've got um, on the bubble? Yes, so she's um, doing a couple of international courses provided from a, um, someone in Australia. So they're six weekly blocks. So she's doing um, brow tinting, shaping, lash lifting and facials, which includes basic anatomy and physiology. So she has some understanding. I think with her doing that, that's really highlighted that that's where she wants to go. Yeah. Nice. So she could do sort of like basic services. She can come in and become income generating. We could potentially push her through a few units to get her on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then Larissa's asked in the chat, how many weeks are you booked in advance um, for your peak times? Like if your peak times are late night Saturdays, if I was trying to book in, how long would I have to wait? And my peak times with uh, four to six weeks. Whether it's a qualified person or unqualified person, you've got to ask the question first. Mm. Uh, in my peak times, how long do people have to wait? And people, especially if they're new, they won't wait more than two or three weeks to get an appointment with you. That's just too mm. long. Yeah. When people are looking for a new service provider, they've already left it too late and they've got something in mind like, I'm going to a wedding in two weeks. I've got to get my I've got to get my wax done or whatever it is. They're already um, people don't plan their beauty services that far in advance. And so when we are booked mm. peak times and people can't ring and get an appointment this week or next week, they won't wait. You're turning away. You're leaving money on the table. So as soon as you're at that re three weeks, you're already too late. You're already turning people away. So peak time. Um, right, they're the, they're the people that aren't flexible because they can only come after work or Saturdays or whatever your peak time is because I know it's everybody. But if they can come at nine o'clock on a Wednesday morning or that was always a quiet time for us, um, then of course. So it's that's why I say peak time, like when those are the times that are in high demand, a majority of people need to come in that time. And I, I realise that late nights and Saturdays not peak time for everybody. Some businesses are different. So if you're wondering is my business ready for an employee? I think you already know. Of course, it's well past ready being, being ready for an employee. And in this economic environment, there's not a lot of employees banging on the door waiting to come in. So an apprentice is a perfect way to future-proof. So you can't solve the problem right now, but it sounds like you can. Um, you're better to plan in advance now for tomorrow than sit around and wait for some random person to turn up. So I'm a huge advocate for it. Hey, Amy, like we, yeah. we think like, like train the person as quickly as you can and the goal would be to get them income generating ASAP. Because all you need to do is to have them income generating enough to cover their wage and they're nil mm -hmm. and void and they, they cost you nothing. But at least those clients aren't going to somewhere down the road. And then you want to go, so that's in the first six weeks, you want them to cover their wage. In the next six weeks, it takes you to 12 weeks, you want them to double their wage. And if you can get them to three times their wage in uh, six, 18, 20, what's that, 24 to 30 weeks, amazing. Is that useful? Yes, it's actually quite intimidating. <laughs> Just unpack it. Yeah. So you, I think we've 
establish that you've got the space there if you're busy you guys you need you need someone up coming up through the ranks um you've got the space there for it what do you think it is that makes you feel like you're not sure or that intimidation space what makes you feel um that way I think it's um the commitment that it's going to need of me on top of everything else yeah you know like my schedules yeah I feel like I'm juggling my schedule now that I'm like, okay, so where am I going to fit in one to two hours a week just for the apprentice? Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. I've I've got um, another senior who's been with me for four years. She could definitely step into that role, especially at least one of them anyway, one of those sessions. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm meant to be trying to step off and out. Yeah. I I think um, in terms of a long-term strategy, I think it's something you have to create space for to get the growth that you want, to be able to step away the way that you want. Like if you don't have income generating people, you'll always be stuck where you are. So it's a have to. So then the question becomes, how do we? How do I create a system of regularly training and upskilling my people that I don't have to do? That's the question, actually. It's not whether or not should I have an apprentice. It's who is going to do it and how are they going to do it without losing any income? And I think, like, for the different skills that you need to train, it doesn't always have to be your best person because I've, I've done this mistake before too, Pauline. It was I take my best person off the income generating and start because they're my best person and start making them do all of this other non-income generating stuff and then I think where's all my good income generating people depending on the goals of that person if they want to become a trainer in the future then you want to develop them for sure so they only need to be a step ahead of the of the person that you're training to take them to the next step so if you think about um I want you to Think about the, tr- the learning journey of any human. So if this, is, if this is a 10 and this is a 1, and what, what's, what's one of the services that you would want to train her to do? Just so I use a real example. Oh, definitely manicures, pedicures, and express brow bar. So okay, all well, the stuff with... that we majority get walk-ins for. Yeah, perfect. All right, I love that because, do you know why I love that? because it means that your highly experienced people that can do your high-ticket service get all of the low, easy, low-ticket, easy stuff off their plate and get them to do all the high-ticket. Then they can upskill, they can make higher targets, and they can do more per hour and get your low, 
lower-waged people learning, you know, all of the basic customer service stuff and getting used to being fully booked and all of that stuff they can do on manis and pennies and messages, right? So take somebody who arrives and if you are an expert at a 10 um, at doing uh, manis and pennies, if you were a 10 level, all of the things that you know and because you're amazing at it, um, one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I hope that's 10 lines. What do you think she would be at? What number is she right now? Probably a one to do, one to two. I don't know okay, how much so experience she has doing that. But let's, okay, that's, this is perfect. So she's at a 10, her skill level is a one, sorry. You're at a 10, she's at a one. What team member would be at least in your team that's least at a three right now? My junior. To, Okay, so if you gave, this is just an example, task of getting her from a one to a three, mm -hmm. just the first time, just the first stuff, like how to fill the bowl, how to set up the tray and how you do it at your business. And, and then you would get somebody else, I'm just giving you a principle, not exactly, just mm -hmm. roll with me, somebody else who was this good and you could say, Sarah, can you take Caitlin and, you know, teach her a few tricks? Like she knows how to set up the tray now. She knows the pieces of the service. She knows we do two of these and one of those and one of those wraps and one of these massages. She knows that. I want you to go dig deep into how to do it like amazing and all the little intricacies like we do it like this and we do then we do these little fun. Take her to that. And then you get somebody else to take her to here. She'll need to do six of those probably, right? And then what you're mm -hmm. going to do is you're just going to sign her off and you're, you're going to say, do the service, I'm going to watch you and I'm going to note that you're at least a nine. Oh, I don't know, in our salon we let people go at an eight and got them on the floor mm -hmm. and real life took them to a 10. So you might yeah. only come in and just do the assessment or maybe you're a senior person and you're not going to even be involved at all. Um, your senior person would come and do the assessment at the this stage and give her a tick or not a tick. And all your job is is to set up this framework and this idea and plan the first three, the first three of this type, okay, and this is what my training system is going to look like. First of all, a low person does one of those, and then the next person does three of three of those training sessions, and then, the, and then the senior person signs them off, and you want to run that system three times, um, mm -hmm. and then you can go, hey, guys, we have a training plan now, and we can apply that to Maddie's, then we can apply it to Petty's, and then we can apply it to massages, and you've done none of the training. You've just created the system. I love it. What what was useful about that? What was your takeaway and what will you choose to do? Um, not even knowing that my junior could be training. Um, but I think that that's just brilliant. And I think actually getting the whole team involved um, means we're all accountable to make sure we're all doing the same calibre of work. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know the best way to learn something is to teach it? Mm. So while your little Amber is training, she is learning the hell out of that and how to do it really, really well because she has to think about what she's doing. And now she's cognitively like it's ingesting into her brain and she's going to know it like next level because she's had to like find the words to explain what she's doing and she gets to learn it. And so everybody's upskilling all together, actually. And that's a wrap. 
Hey, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. I really loved sharing the snippet with you. I think it's so great to connect with and hear what other salon owners are going through. And it's probably a super similar journey to you, right? I hope it makes you feel like you're not alone. I know that I wish I had this when I was going through my own salon ownership journey during my early salon days. So if you're interested in being part of my salon mastery program and have access to a great community of owners all going through the same and similar journey, uh, an opportunity to discuss the challenges that you have in your business and get a clear nine-step strategy to grow your salon from operator through into being a manager and into a million-dollar salon CEO. No more winging it a clear step-by-step plan, then all you need to do is click the apply now button in the show notes of this episode. Let's see if Salon Mastery is the right fit for you. Now, I can't wait to hear from you. And in the meantime, I'll connect with you again, same time, same place on another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.